Welcome. You have entered the realm of 1111 Talk Radio. Your host is Simron. It's time to discover your own language with the universe. Empower yourself. Broaden your mind. Open your heart and discover who you are. Now, here's your host, Simron. Good morning and welcome. It is a pleasure to be with you here today. It is bright and sunshiny here in Charleston, South Carolina, and I hope that it is equally so where you are. We are going to be talking about a necessary topic today on 1111 Talk Radio. It is something that affects all of us, uh, whether you are aware of it or not, and that has to do with trauma. You may have noticed more and more conversations around trauma that are starting to happen And with the past 18 months that we have had, that is one type of trauma that has existed, but we have often encountered many different types of trauma. Your trauma healing is like a lotus. The conditions that have brought you into this moment, the time, the darkness, the challenges of your lived experience are also the conditions that can enable something magical and beautiful to emerge within you through healing practices from Rochelle Calvert, you can be like the lotus flower, drawing strength, nutrients, and support from the mud of your traumatic history and awakening the beauty of your inner being. It can be challenging to accept the idea that this mud of your past can give rise to beauty. You may have spent years creating reactive habits and patterns to suppress this trauma. It takes courage, strength, and sometimes faith to explore the experiences of challenge or chaos in our body, mind, and heart. And some of these words are from Rochelle Calvert's book, Healing with Nature, Mindfulness and Somatic Practices to Heal from Trauma. We have with Rochelle a a beautiful expert and guide that is certified in a variety of mindfulness, meditation, and trauma healing practices. She is the founder and clinical director of New Mindful Life. That's New Mindful Life. Uh, And she lives in San Diego, California. And without further ado, I'd like to welcome Dr. Rochelle Calvert to 1111 Talk Radio. Welcome, Rochelle. Thank you for having me, Simran. What a beautiful introduction. Thank you for offering that as our starting point together today. Absolutely. You know, trauma is is something that oftentimes I think people may not realize what it is, but it shows up in feelings, sensory ways uh, through the body, through our outer experiences. I often find when we have suppressed issues uh, on a subconscious level, particularly things like trauma that have built up other emotions, will create like experiences or mirror type Mm. of things that help bring us back to that. I write about that in my own book, Conversations Mm. with the Universe. And so I love the fact that you are taking individuals through different levels of awareness through your book, Healing with Nature, and also bringing them back to nature, which is something that is readily available to us to not only bring us back to a place of healing, but to guide us and teach us along the Mm. way. Could you talk a little bit about um, that portion that I read about turning towards trauma? Because I think that would probably be the first thing that would be shocking to individuals that why would we turn towards our trauma? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, because we've, as you were just speaking to, you know, we work very hard on a subconscious and sometimes conscious level to, you know, turn away from those difficulties and we create a lot of behaviors and ways of thinking and ways of feeling to disconnect ourselves from the pain that originates from an unhealed trauma. And so the idea of turning towards it may sound very scary or may sound like no way, not going to do that. Um, And so what I'm pointing to in the book is that there are skillful means by which we can slowly with a lot of safety and support, both from nature and from awareness practices that we can learn how to inhabit our body safely so that we can turn towards this trauma. And I appreciated the the reading of the passage that I really do feel like and wrote that in the book regarding the Lotus that we forget that this pain, this challenge, this trauma that we've been through is like the mud. And it's there for us to let something beautiful grow. But if we don't turn to it and give it the attention and the light and the support of our 
awareness to it, we, you know, it just remains dormant. It's unable to tap its potential into allowing us to feel fuller and more whole in our lives. We live in a society that kind of tells us to get moving or to move on or or to get past any sort of loss or grief or even trauma that is experienced. So I may have some listeners right now thinking to themselves or saying to themselves, I don't have any trauma. I've had a great life. I have nothing that I need to heal mm-hmm. or, or focus on. Can you talk a little bit about the, the range of type yeah. of experiences that actually create trauma within the body? Yeah, yeah. And I'll start first maybe by offering that the I would propose a definition of trauma to not be the one that we kind of classically think about it to be. You know, we think, well, I can't have trauma if I don't have an experienced combat or war or a natural disaster or some physical or sexual assault. That Those are what classify trauma. But actually, the definition of trauma really is that we, the individual, goes through some deeply distressing or disturbing event in our lives that kind of overwhelms our ability to cope with it can cause us to feel helpless, maybe it diminishes our ability to feel all the emotions or life experiences we want to have. And what will happen is because we maybe didn't have the resources to manage it in that moment, we just, like you said, get on, get over it, move through it. But ultimately, that may have not been what the body really needed. That may not have been what was going to be helpful to restore a sense of balance and restoration to our well-being. And so when you start to think about if the definition of trauma is a distressing event that we didn't really have the resources to cope with and maybe left us feeling like we didn't go back to our kind of regular state sense of homeostasis within our well-being, there's a lot of things that fit that category, which includes things like a significant loss, right, grief, um, a betrayal, um, some abuse of power that we maybe experience. This happens in a lot of different ways in work environments, um, relationships in our life, emotional abuse, political unrest, um, systemic racism. Uh, As you mentioned and pointed to when we started the pandemic, I experienced and a lot of the clients I worked with, that was trauma after trauma after trauma um, of different ways that people were impacted and didn't have the resources to cope, to get through, and really suffered during that time. So I often invite people to consider, you know, what in that definition, really, when you look at your life experiences and events that have happened to you, fits that. And that, by all means, is an experience of trauma in your life. And that would be, for everyone, then, things that are layered from the time we were children. Yes, yes. Yes, goes as far back as your entry into this world, your birth, actually. Um, some of us, you know, maybe heard that, well, we had we were a difficult birth. You know, well, that itself is traumatic to a little baby's nervous system and can in and of itself actually get lodged in the nervous system. And then, you know, you multiply that times the entire time of your current age <laughs> and all the different experiences you may have gone through developmentally or into your adulthood. It's very likely there's at least one, if not more, events that actually fit that definition of trauma. So we often hear about in relation to fear, and you write about in the book in relation to trauma, that we tend to go into fight, flight, or freeze. Oftentimes Mm -hmm. there can be PTSD that Mm -hmm. results from different types of trauma. Talk a little bit about what that looks like in a person's life and in their body. So we will evolve if we didn't have the resources to cope. These particular pathways of coping, the fight, flight, or freeze, much like what they sound like, we engage in either thinking, ways of behaving, physically responding to our bodies or emotions with a fight, flight, or freeze pattern. Some people will um, have more than one (laughs) that they engage with. But what can happen is, you know, we're, let's say, you know, having a difficult moment in our life, you know, just a normal like stressor that kind of comes in and our nervous system, because maybe it's holding this stuck trauma that we haven't really healed, it defaults to these patterns of, well, I'm just going to plow through. I'm going to take control of this. I'm going to, you know, just get on and get up and get over whatever's going on. That's the fight response. And while 
it seems like it's a helpful response. It may not really be what's called for in that stressful moment, but what happens is because we've evolved these coping strategies of the fight, flight, and freeze to manage our trauma, we over-apply them in other areas of our life because we really don't know another way to manage when some signal of distress comes in, how to cope with it differently. And so we're, the body is kind of constantly on this alert or vigilance that we don't even know is actually happening because of this unhealed trauma. And then we have lots of names for it, like, you know, being burnt out or, you know, feeling like we're constantly revved and super stressed out. And really, it could be that not only, yes, life presents us with those things, but your nervous system could be really on this wired high alert vigilance because of the unhealed trauma isn't really giving you access to a full range of possible responses that you could have to a stressor because that unhealed trauma is stuck in the body. You know, I think the pandemic gave us a beautiful example of the power of nature to heal Mm -hmm. and and the power of presence just by Mm -hmm. looking at what nature did when we stopped interfering with it because it really regenerated itself. And, and we are nature, as you also state in the book, our body is nature. And so giving ourselves those spaces and moments to stop and to heal are vastly important to us. But in this world, we live in such a fast paced, busy, you know, 30-second attention span Mm -hmm. uh, type of of world. And so to bring individuals back to themselves so that they can be with nature, you Mm -hmm. talk about uh, first breath awareness. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and I, I will just comment that one of the main reasons that the book is centered around our connection, presence, and support with nature is she is such an ally for us to feel more supported, to be able to move into these more challenging areas we're talking about. You know, and as you mentioned, when we would walk outside during the pandemic, that may be the only contact <laughs> with kind of energetic life that we may be having outside of our home. And it was a huge resource for people. It was so beautiful to watch during the pandemic, how many people were more connected to nature than they've ever been. And The practices in the book, yes, we start with mindfulness of the breath, but mindfulness of the breath with nature, right? It's it's a different experience when we're sitting in our home, which, you know, the air is still of nature inside of our home. But when we walk outside, there's the fullness of where all the actual oxygen is originating from. It's coming from the plants, coming from the trees, uh, from the all the you know conditions that create oxygen and carbon dioxide to be exchanged. So we can walk outside and the ally of nature to help us steady our sense of presence with the breath, then we explore senses and body awareness and elements to connect to our body and nature. Um, all help establish a sense of being able to feel supported and to feel present with our bodies so that we can begin to explore the places of the body that might hold the stuck trauma. Mm, that's beautiful because I think so often we do, when we, we think about whether it's breath awareness or we think about our body and other aspects of ourselves, because it's so easy to compartmentalize, and, and we mm. often do that in many aspects of our life, it's also easy to compartmentalize these different things and mm. feel like it is just okay to do a quick thing right over here or do mm-hmm. a quick thing right over there rather than being that very intentional and co-creative and community communing type of being mm-hmm. uh, to go back to the mother. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the beautiful thing is that she's always here presenting ways for us to feel more connected to her and ultimately to our wholer, healthier sense of self. And, you know, if we can, I love the the word co-creating, right? Because when we are in relationship with her, with ourselves, we're not separate from her. And there are practices that as we heal that trauma, maybe we can begin to feel and sense greater access to that kind of um, collective interconnected relationship that's always available for us here to lean into and to draw wisdom and strength from. 
I don't think there's a single person alive that doesn't go into nature and then all of a sudden feel a sense of something let go, something mm-hmm. relax. And, and that in itself is a huge point, us to get our bodies to a place where we even know what relaxation might yes. feel like. Yeah. Yeah. And, and because of the stuck trauma, often the body isn't able to do that. It's very stuck in its rigid driving, going, hypervigilant mode. And to your point, you know, there's wonderful research. It seems like very obvious research, I think, to most of us, but like on nature that says, you know, spend five minutes outside in nature and your mood will improve. Well, Yes, that's true. That's what happens. You know, listen to birdsong, listen to water, and you feel your stress levels decrease, right? So it's just a supportive, already known connection that's there that we just don't really lean into to allow ourselves the healing potential that's there to connect with her so that we can you know, again, co-create that healing potential within us and and access a greater sense of well-being. When the sympathetic nervous system stays switched on, the parasympathetic system does not have a chance to perform its function of restoring regulation and maintaining homeostasis. This results in our feeling on guard and having difficulty sleeping, concentrating on work, and so on. Many of the symptoms of trauma arise because the sympathetic and parasympathetic systems have become imbalanced or not able to turn on and off normally. Our nervous system and brain inherently seek to be in balance. We are made of nature. Our biology, our bones, our muscles, our organs is of the earth. And just as many different systems regulate life on earth, cycles of the moon, seasons, climates, and terrains. We too have biological cycles and systems. When we understand them, we can help our internal systems regulate themselves. This is from Dr. Rochelle Calvert's book, Healing with Nature, Mindfulness and Somatic Practices to Heal from Trauma. I invite you to visit her website, newmindfullife.com. That's newmindfullife.com. Come right back and we will hear more from Dr. Rochelle Calvert on how to heal with nature. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today, www.1111mag.com. 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. Do you want more, more joy, more abundance, more power and presence? How would it feel to have more loving relationships, more empowered community, greater fulfillment and life purpose? The 1111 Mastermind Community inspires, empowers, guides and supports transformation. Shift your mind, expand your heart, deepen insights, let go and chart a new course, dream a new dream. The 1111 Mastermind Community is an online portal for personal transformation and soulful expansion. Go to courses.1111mag.com. That's courses.1111mag.com. Change begins with you. Let it be simple, convenient, and transformative. The time is now. Step through the 1111 Gateway. Courses.1111mag.com. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. 
Simron is an award-winning author, publisher of 1111 Magazine, powerful speaker of wisdom, and a life mentor. Find out more at IamSimron.com. Now, back to 1111 Talk Radio. Before we get back to my guest, Dr. Rochelle Calvert, and her book, Healing with Nature, I want to tell you about one of my sponsors, BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Is there something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals? It might be hard to get jump-started again after being at home or away for a while from what you've been doing. BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist, and you can start communicating in under 48 hours. This is not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional counseling done securely online, and there's a broad range of expertise available, which might not be locally available in many areas. The service is available for clients worldwide, and you get to log into your account at any time and send a message to your counselor. There's a special offer for 1111 Talk Radio listeners. You can get 10% off your first month. Just go to betterhelp.com, that's H-E-L-P, forward slash 11, and spell out the word 11. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches. So they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. You get timely and thoughtful responses, plus you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions, so you never have to leave your living room. You don't have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room, as with traditional therapy. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Again, 10% off your first month for 1111 Talk Radio listeners. BetterHelp.com forward slash 11. Visit BetterHelp.com forward slash 11 and you can join the over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. You can visit their website and read their testimonials. And in fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they're recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. Once again, that's BetterHelp.com forward slash 11 for your 10% off your first month. My guest today is Rochelle Calvert, and she's talking about her book, Healing with Nature, Mindfulness and Somatic Practices to Heal from Trauma. Many who suffer with anxiety, depression, and their resulting relationship, financial, and health issues don't attribute these systems to past traumatic experiences, assuming that trauma stems only from the catastrophic events such as war, rape, and natural disaster. But trauma can also arise from much more common events such as illness or loss of a loved one racism, or the bad news of the day. Rochelle Calvert shows in this powerful book, Healing with Nature, the greatest source of healing is all around us. It is nature, which inherently restores itself in the face of calamity. She'll teach you how to engage with nature, to calm and relax the nervous system using the five senses, tune into the somatic wisdom of the body to face lingering trauma and rewire it, and work with painful experiences to transform them and ultimately grow from them in ways that not only heal the individual, but the wider world. This is divided into four sections. Part one is about awakening with nature, which goes into practice how to practice mindfulness with nature to support calming and relaxing the nervous system. Part two is somatic knowing in nature, which looks at places in the body where trauma may be stuck. And part three is living into your aliveness with nature, which is about teachings of mindfulness and somatic healing with awareness to cultivate a deeper sense of wholeness and sustained well-being. Finally, part four, healing nature, shows ways to discover how one's healing may restore health to others and to our earth. You can go to newmindfullife.com to learn more about Rochelle Calvert and also more about the book and other things that she has coming up. Welcome back, Rochelle. Let's turn a little bit more into the book and I want to talk a bit about the body, about somatic practices, what that means and again when we're talking about trauma that we may not even be conscious of, uh, how do we how do we locate it in the body? Yeah. Well, just to answer the first part of that, you know, what is somatic healing? That there is this potential that's inherent in our bodies. It's our body's design is to seek wholeness and health and regulation. 
And somatic healing is learning how to tune into the wisdom of the body and to find skillful means to be in relationship to one's body so that we can discover what that possibility is. And the second part of your question with, you know, how would we know? (laughs) Where is it stuck? How would the body be telling us this information? And a lot of times it's by the physical complaints that we have or the tension patterns that we have, Um, you know, Something as simple as, you know, my shoulders feel tense. A lot of us can experience that with the stress of, you know, the life experiences that we're in or challenged by. But ultimately, if we spent more time with maybe those tension patterns in the shoulders or in the neck, we might actually begin to discover as we remain more present and in tune to what's happening in the body moment to moment instead of the going, the trying to get the knots out management of those sensations in the body there might be other wisdom in there that's speaking to us a lot of times you know people who have patterns in the neck or the shoulders there is stuck trauma you know in that region of the body that might be related to not being able to have spoken up during a very difficult event or having been able to find a sense of confidence or um, strength to Um, engage moving through the difficult event and so a lot of times it's just simply beginning to discover those places in our body that are a little more sticky or a little more challenging physically and learning and having the capacity to stay with it in a skillful way to discover what else it might be there to teach us we're so used to thinking our way through what's happening in the body. And what I'm really teaching in the book is learning how to inhabit your body so that your body begins to give you the information kind of more from a bottom-up perspective of giving you that information about what's here, needs your healing, and can be transformed. You know, I think that we live in a world where the quick fix is what everyone wants. They want to take a pill they want to you know mm-hmm. have some kind of other method that that gets rid of everything and it's almost as if we discount and completely dismiss the intuition of mm-hmm. the body mm-hmm. and and all that it has the capability of not only teaching us but also healing us from these different traumatic events and it takes that slowing and that stopping Mm -hmm. that presence to the pain to the discomfort to the Mm -hmm. tightness that exists to even open that door to healing yeah yeah and and you know as you're pointing to not only the quick fix but there's that sense of it's somewhere outside of me it's not in me to have this answer right but it is (laughs) we just haven't been kind of given the Uh, language or the skills by which to really access that connectivity to our bodies to help that come forward, to listen to that to be the thing that can guide us through um, the healing process. And yes, I I will, you know, transparently share these are practices to be done slowly, to be done over a period of time. And yeah, the, the patience factor has to grow. Um, to allow ourselves to integrate and move into the healing that's possible. You know, if we come to these practices thinking, oh, I'll read the book in, you know, two weeks and do every single practice and (laughs) the trauma will be transformed. I think there will be a piece of the trauma that's transformed. But it takes time. Your body has established these protective factors and um, patterns in it for a very long time for a very good reason. So it's not going to give them up just, you know, at the snap of a finger. And so, and that's a good thing. We want it to go slowly so that you really can integrate a a different sense of your being through taking the time to go slow and integrate these practices into your life. From my own personal experience of a severe trauma seven years ago, I decided to commit to staying with that, to stay with that pain, to stay with the grief, the loss, and really allow myself to feel everything that was coming from that. And in fact, I stopped my life in order to do that because I really felt like there was a huge learning Hmm. in that process. And I know that most people are not going to stop their life for seven years in the way that I did. But what it helped me really realize was the deconditioning that takes place over that period of time. And I came into this awareness 
that what was deconditioning was that zero to seven age stage where all we are mm-hmm. is the physiology mm-hmm. and that that body has to feel mm-hmm. what it has to feel. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. And yeah, we we miss out because of the way that I think our culture kind of teaches us to disconnect from the wisdom of the body. And we learn messages of this at very early ages to just over rely on the mind and all the external things going on around us that we lose that connectivity, except we come into the world with it. And it's, it's how we're designed. So, so yeah, whatever, I think whatever time and space and care one can give to oneself for these practices is so valuable for the, for the possibility of just enjoying your life with more ease and happiness. Let's talk a little bit about the elements. Um, Mm -hmm. You write in the book that we are composed of the elements and that we can utilize the awareness of the elements to also support the healing. Yeah, this is a a seminal practice um, in actual uh, mindfulness-based teachings. Um, It's a body-based practice that comes from you know, thousands of years of teaching, and I'm bringing it into this book as a way to kind of help us really feel into that interconnected sense that is always here with nature, right? So the five elements that I point to in the body, more traditionally, it's often taught as four, but they are um, to feel a sense of earth, feel the sense of the fire, the air element, the water element, and then the space element is the one that I'm adding in in the book. But when we think about these elements and we just take a look at the natural world, it's not hard to see them, right, or to connect to, oh, right, I see the wind when the trees move or I hear the water or I can feel the ground under my feet or the sun. And then we can look around and go, my goodness, there's so much space in the middle of all of that. We can see it, but we forget (laughs) that because all that's out there, we can observably connect to it. That's all happening in our physical form too. Our bodies are absolutely made of water, right? You salivate, you have tears, you have the blood that's running through your body. In fact, most of our body is water, right? Simply to feel the inhale that you take, you're connecting to the air element. The air element is inhabiting your body. It can be also, you know, curious to begin to sense that the fact that you get warm and cold is your heat element regulating your body and that there's fire that's happening in a lot of our regulatory systems that engage the fire element. And then the earth element, you know, this physical mass of our body is made of all the same beautiful crystals, minerals that are in the earth. We're made of that too. We don't, but we forget that like we could remember that our bones have the beautiful shiny minerals that we look down into the earth's crust with. They're living in our bones too, right? And to be able to feel that solidity, the same, um, you know, groundness of our bodies that is what the earth is made of too. And so it deepens not only our sense of being able to be present to our bodies through these different elements, but it deepens that sense of intimacy and interconnection with nature. We begin to realize that this is all happening together. Um, These elements, this way of our body being of the elements is in relationship to all of the elements around us. I love a statement that you have uh, within the book. It's a whole section where you talk about the body as a map of Mm. the terrains of trauma. And to bring in, you know, whether it's the shallowness or depth of our breath, to bring in the, the tinges of pain or discomfort or aches of the body that we must feel, to bring in the elements and how we are those elements it really is this beautiful map and terrain that we can follow um, mm-hmm. if we're willing to really look at the body in that way as earth, as our earthen, mm-hmm. our earthed form. Yeah. Yeah. And it, you know, again, this is inspiration from nature, right? When we go out in her and are participating and being connected with her, we follow different beautiful trails, you know, we go to hike in a beautiful mountain or we're allured by a beautiful color and a flower or a tree. And what if 
we related to the terrain of our trauma in that same way. It's just here. It's a beautiful mystery inside of us to start waking up to. And it's also beginning to let you see that you can hold a different relationship to this trauma. You know, at the first level, it might be just recognizing you have it. But then in recognizing you have it, not judging it, not, you know, um, dismissing it or pushing it away, but rather bringing yourself into this exploratory curious willingness to discover kind of relationship to what's happening in the body so you can discover its wisdom to heal. I know that rage and anger are often Mm. stored in the liver. Sadness, Mm. loss, and grief tend to be stored in the heart. When we don't face these emotions, when we don't allow ourselves to address what's going on in the body or become aware through these different practices that are taking place, it often will impact the body into uh, creating disease and mm. further further issues that uh, eliminate the, the flexibility and joy and comfort of our lives. And so as we move into some of these practices, what typically initially takes place? Like, is mm-hmm. there a little more discomfort before there's mm. ease. Uh, mm-hmm. what, give, give us an idea of what to expect just to take away some of the fear of yeah. facing. Yeah, I think most commonly, you know, once we get over, as you point to that initial kind of fear of moving towards the trauma, and we begin to discover, okay, I've got enough resource and potency in my nervous system to be curious about what that is. Most often, for most clients, um, and including myself, what begins to happen is a there's a relief sensation that actually happens. Um, I talk about in, I believe it's chapter six, but the release expressions of the body begin to happen where we might begin to experience a fuller sense of our breath. We might be able to begin to sense... Um, a little bit of warming or sometimes digestive movement, which I always think is a great thing because we might burp or other gases might happen, but that's actually the nervous system regulating itself. And so it's often surprising to clients that by you know using these practices and getting to this point where they're finally willing to be present with the trauma in this way, that the body says thank you in some way. There's actually a release shift that happens. And yes, to the other comment that you made about, can it sometimes amplify? Yes, that's common too. Um, But what we can allow ourselves to do is to just know that's another layer of trauma that's coming in that needs our attention, right? So it might get a little more tense. It might get a little bit more... um, constricted or stuck in some way but you're building a potency with your awareness and your connection to your body to be able to keep moving towards and to be present kindly with that too and that again will give way to eventually more of those release expressions they often happen too with and I talk about this in the book as you're moving towards the trauma Sometimes we'll feel impulses to move in a particular way. We want to move the body in a particular way. And I invite people to get curious about is the movement that might come as your that impulse to move, as you're moving towards a trauma, is it something that feels repetitive? Like, you know, the typical little twitch you like to maybe uh, do with your fingers or, you know, flick your foot or... Those are probably more in the camp of the same old protective reactionary patterns of fight, flight, or freeze. But we're getting curious about, is there a new movement that wants to come through? I want to talk about that in our mm -hmm. next segment, right after these messages. Mm -hmm. Most of us live disconnected from our bodies, relying on our minds to navigate choices and actions. The body is where traumatic wounds are stored and often stuck, yet it also is where healing occurs. This is from the book Healing with Nature by Dr. Rochelle Calvert. Check out her website, newmindfullife.com. We'll be right back after these messages. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. 
People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today, www.1111mag.com. 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. Do you want more, more joy, more abundance, more power and presence? How would it feel to have more loving relationships, more empowered community, greater fulfillment and life purpose? The 1111 Mastermind Community inspires, empowers, guides and supports transformation. Shift your mind, expand your heart, deepen insights, let go and chart a new course, dream a new dream. The 1111 Mastermind Community is an online portal for personal transformation and soulful expansion. Go to courses.1111mag.com. That's courses.1111mag.com. Change begins with you. Let it be simple, convenient, and transformative. The time is now. Step through the 1111 Gateway. Courses.1111mag.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. Simron is an award-winning author, publisher of 1111 Magazine, powerful speaker of wisdom, and a life mentor. Find out more at IamSimron.com. Now, back to 1111 Talk Radio. Living beings are part of a larger ecosystem, but also have their own internal systems for growth and regulation. A tree has roots that draw water and nutrients from the soil and leaves in order to support photosynthesis. Its branches develop in different directions to grow toward the light, and its bark protects it from elements and from damage by other living things. All life is constantly developing, changing, healing, and dying. Your body is part of this web of living systems. Learning to see and feel your connection to it is part of the path of healing. And like all of nature, your body incorporates many systems that work in harmony to support your being alive. Developing awareness of and a healthy relationship with these systems can help you bring wholeness into your life. Rochelle Calvert's book will support you in learning how. It is called Healing with Nature, Mindfulness and Somatic Practices to Heal from Trauma. I invite you to order your copy today and get started. And definitely look up her website, newmindfullife.com. Sign up for her newsletter so that you can be informed about all the wonderful things that she has coming up. Rochelle, I cut you off at the end of the last segment. You were talking about new practices, so I'd love for you to share that. Yeah, yeah, just to pick that up. Um, yeah, this we were talking about the experience of what happens to the body when we move towards the trauma and how do we experience that healing possibility to come forward. And I was pointing to that when you're in the practices in the book that point to moving towards the trauma, one of those practices being pendulation, um, that we will experience what are called these kind of release expressions or impulses to move in a particular way. And this is your body wanting to get back to do what it didn't get to do when the trauma happened. And we want to learn how to follow that and allow it to move consciously through our body and connect to that so that the trauma has the possibility to be released from the body. And the one thing we want to look for, and I talk about ways to do this in the book, is, you know, you're maybe staying in that moment of the body that you're feeling is stuck and all of a sudden the body may want to move in a particular way and we want to assess is that 
an old habit that kind of wants to fight, flight, or freeze? Or is it something new that's awakening? And if it's new and awakening, we want to follow it. And sometimes these are kind of silly movements, like maybe we want to roar, we want to open the jaw, (laughs) you know, let a big stretch and ah, and ah, come out. Or maybe there's, you know, some kind of a push or a pull or a, you know, um, movement of the the torso or the limbs that wants to happen. And so we really want to follow that because what's happening in that moment is the potential for that stuck place of trauma in our body to finally allow itself to be released and digested out of the nervous system. Mm, There are also then barriers to uh, our inner landscape. And I love Mm -hmm. how you listed some of them, desire, grasping, dislike, aversion, restless or worry, something we can feel, tiredness or dullness, or judgment and doubt. Talk a little bit about noticing these barriers and what to do when these barriers rise. Yeah, you know, it's, as we've been exploring, right, there's this challenge that we face when we move towards a trauma that these different things, as we're present to the discomfort or the pain or whatever it is that's coming up, the nervous system our minds and our bodies kind of want to rail against that and so we want to go seek out something that feels better so that's the desire kind of impulse coming in and it's taking us maybe away from being able to remain present to what's possible to heal and the you know the aversion is oh this is too much too uncomfortable got to move away from it and maybe that's a pattern again that we have of constantly you know pushing away from um, anything that feels too uncomfortable um, the restlessness um, experiences it's you know this frenetic kind of um, charged energy that's moving through the body that again as we go to these places that are more challenging maybe wants to take over so it just moves us away from it right the frenetic busy restless energy will get you going so you don't pay attention to it and then the tired is kind of the opposite of that this is too much I think I'm just going to sleep right now Um, and then the doubt is the one that the mind comes in and says why are we doing this why is this helpful this isn't helpful it's just going to make it worse right so there's all of these different and I call them barriers but they're actually as I point to in the book again additional doorways to be present to because they're just our reactionary patterns that are keeping us away from being able to learn how to skillfully take care of our bodies and the trauma that need our attention. Well, and it's it's so often, you know, distraction is the way that we avoid. And and, and these these are subtle distractions as well. Mm. It's not mm-hmm. just the busyness of work or right. the things that we make up that we have to do, but these different things will completely distract us uh, in a way that we run off on a different path. Right. Right. And it's training ourselves to not run away, <laughs> to be able to, to stay present and know that these are opportunities to work through not letting those patterns, those, like you said, more subtle patterns run the show. Let's talk about the greater impact. You know, everyone mm-hmm. wants to serve the world or, or be <laughs> significant or feel like their life had meaning and mattered. And one thing that my seven year journey taught me was that if we simply live the life we're given, feeling everything that we were given to feel within ourselves, that that in itself is service and it expands Mm. to the outer world. You talk a bit about uh, how when we do the work to heal our trauma, it does impact and ripple out Mm -hmm. to to support our world and our earth. Talk a little more uh, as to how you see that. Yeah, um, a truth that I know in my life personally and that I see in everyone that I support and serve is that trauma will beget more trauma and healing will beget more healing. And when we can tap into the truth that if we take agency and choice over deciding to connect to our trauma, heal it, that is going to transform in ways you can't even understand, you know, the potential of the relationships around you, the communities around you, the the way that you show up in your life and the, you know, interactions on a day-to-day basis and maybe even our planet. And my high hope with this book is that because we're in relationship with nature, allying with her for our support and our healing of our trauma, that we are touched in some way that 
by her aiding in our healing of our own personal trauma, we're touched to give back to heal her trauma. And that, you know, maybe it's as simple as, um, you know, we just care to plant a few more plants in our garden. <laughs> or maybe, you know, it's bigger than that. We want to join organizations. You know, um, so much of my own experience of being in nature and healing my own trauma, you know, I've been so touched by her that I, I just, my heart, my whole being yearns to give back and to connect to healing her. And part of for me, that has been um, my ancestry comes from a lot of farmers and unfortunately the early day agricultural movement that came here and that has caused a lot of harm to our planet. And I feel very connected to, to that lineage and having healed my trauma of some of those experiences in my family to want to wake up and, and access being in relationship to farming and and offering and growth of food differently and so I, I pursue that more intentionally in my life and in specific ways so that's an example of you know if we're healing our trauma and touched by how nature is here with us we may be able to shift the way that we live and relate to her and begin to help heal in ways that we can support the health of the earth mm, quite powerful tell us what's uh, on the horizon for you and the work that you're doing with this book <laughs> Yeah, so um, I have just relocated to Taos, New Mexico, actually in the last two weeks. <laughs> so I am now on a beautiful piece of land that um, has just an amazing garden. It's called the Taos Botanical Garden. It's been a love and an attention and a dedication to this land to bring it to the full fruition it's in at this moment. And I'm offering retreats. Um, they will be offered in the new year um, as the winters here are a little <laughs> intense in Taos. Um, but come spring, I will be offering retreats here. I'll also be offering retreats in um, the Colorado Rocky Mountains mid next year at the Rocky Mountain Ecodharma Center. Um, and then also at the Ghost Ranch, which is outside of Santa Fe and Abiquiu. Um, and then I also have um, online courses that I offer pretty regularly on this book where we spend six weeks together in online sessions, practicing, having discussions and sharing and teaching. And then you have support in between those classes where you can learn and dive deeper into the book. Beautiful. Check out newmindfullife.com. Nature calls us home to our true selves. She reminds us that we are part of nature, intimately connected to her and beautifully unique. Your healing is leading you into the truth of your aliveness, the knowledge that you are whole, complete, and perfectly imperfect, and that the essence of your being is love. As a result of your trauma, you may have identified with a particular narrative about yourself, being broken, not enough, not worthy, not lovable. These are stories that your mind has created. They are not the truth of your being. It's time to shape a new narrative of health and wholeness, beauty and love. Let go of the old narratives and open fully into a new self, one that isn't bound by your history. Those are the words of Dr. Rochelle Calvert. From her book, Healing with Nature, Mindfulness and Somatic Practices to Heal from Trauma. Once again, check out her website, newmindfullife.com. That's newmindfullife.com. And find out more about her courses and her retreats that she has coming up. As always, it has been a joy and a pleasure to spend this hour with you as we do each week. So I hope you'll join me again next week with another wonderful guest and more insight. Until then... In love, of love, with love and as love, be well. Thank you for opening your mind to a new reality, your heart to greater compassion, and your experience of aliveness with 1111 Talk Radio. Join host Simron next Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern Time to step through the gateway of conscious living here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Remember... You are not on the journey. You are the journey.